So when I go to an upstate New York strip club this week, and I'll have details next week. I suspect <laughs> I, I suspect it will be like my trip to um Polecats in Toledo, Ohio, on a Wednesday night. Talent hmm. there was not good. Hmm. Well, first of all, it's Toledo. That have I never told you the Polecat story? No. So go on. I'm on the road for a kids thing, like think Sesame Street or Barney, and me and the two other people on the gig with me are we're out having dinner one night, and like it's 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 Wednesday, literally it's Wednesday. And we're like, ah, we should go do something tonight, and like someone overhears us talking and comes over, is like, hey, if you're looking to do tonight. I'm the promoter over at Polecats, the strip club across the street. Here are, here are three free passes to get in. And we're like, thanks. Okay, this isn't weird at all. Go back to having dinner. Time passes. You want to go to a strip club in Toledo, Ohio on a Wednesday night? No. You want to see how jacked up it is in there for free? Fucking yes. Hmm? It was rough. It was exactly what you expect to have in there. The same project was responsible for me tricking several co-workers into going... Uh, we were in Philly, actually, on the same project, different co-workers, because people had changed over by then, and um, they, they they were missing L.A., so they're like, oh, we should go out and find like a dance club or something. And I go, cool, I'll find one. I tricked them into going to five different fetish clubs that night. <laughs> Each more disturbing than the last. Can you give any examples? Not necessarily the club names, but what you tricked them into observing. Oh, the, the best one is the first one, because the first one is like, we pull up on what looks like an uh, enclosed um, what, a car garage or something, like a, gi- like a giant parking structure that has a line of people by what appear to be giant, like, blood-red church doors attached to what was obviously once a parking structure. And I'm like, okay, and they're like, oh, I get it. it's like it's underground. Like it's cool. I didn't expect this kind of thing from Philly. And I'm like, yeah, I. This is not what I expected when I found a place called the Church. Hope it lives up to what the website promised. So and like we get up there and <laughs> the they church and they fucking fling the doors open and it's exactly what you expect. Like it's women in cages and some dudes in cages hanging from the ceiling. Like just like. Every stereotypical fetish club thing you've ever like seen in a movie just like splayed out across what looks what, what what looked at one point to have been like a small strip mall that they just gutted the inside of and turned into a goth slash fetish club and it's just like horrible smells and smoke and Romstein in the background going do do host do not the full song just the opening part of it on repeat as best I could tell. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I fucking lose it because they try and like grimace and they go in. They last all of five minutes, and I go, "Okay, we'll go to the next one." Then I, I thought this might not work out. It looked kind of fun, but whatever. Three clubs later, so we're at club number four. We're leaving, and they go, "Did you only make a list of places to piss us off?" And I go, "I fucking hate nightclubs. This is what you get for dragging me to this. <laughs> you fuck with my night, I fuck your night into the ground, motherfuckers." <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Wicked Awesome Pack. My name is Maeve, and I am back from the Shadow Realm. No, you're not. Boy, do I want to rent. No, you're not. It's just episode 82. Nothing special. Uh, 
Uh, well, I am back, though. 80. 80. Okay. I heard 82, and I was like, eh? Yeah, he said 82. I said 80. I'm like, wait, what? I am a time traveler from the future of episode 82. It sucks. <laughs> Spoiler, Alex returns after not being there for episode 81. You heard it here from the Ghost of the Future, episode 82. Fucking Ghost of the be Future? Something. I am a Ghost of the Future. Would you like to ask me any questions? Who's president what... in your timeline? Yes, uh, but Jeff will kill me if I ask them on the podcast. Uh, Glorka Glark is still president in two weeks from now. Uh, we May his scaly week. Cool. lizardy reign be long and merciless. I have so many questions. None of them Jeff would want me to ask. <laughs> oh, hey, guys, I'm back. There was some guy in my chair. Uh, oh, hey, welcome back, dude. I regret yeah. saying this podcast needs more bits. <laughs> Wait, what? But What, the guy in my chair actually do anything? I just kind of yeah. kicked him out. He looked kind of like all haggard and like really long bearded and whatnot. Um... And he had, like, a big, like, Flavor Flav clock around his neck. Jeff, I will someday find a way to bitch slap you through Skype. I'm just angry <laughs> it's not now. <laughs> That's my own fault. I didn't realize I needed to get to it this quickly. Uh, I'm, putting, I'm putting a fire under your ass. So, <laughs> Gentlemen, it's time to invest in this technology. We're working as fast as we can, sir. Work faster. <laughs> are, are we doing another bit now? No. <laughs> so you're back. I am back. I am Maeve, and uh, well, Maeve, but my actual name, my my name that was assigned to me at birth, is Maeve, is Alex. But uh, I will take Maeve because Maeve is my freedom name. So uh, I'm also joined here this week by Jeff, aka Invader Gur. Yes, sir. Did I say it right? Yeah, you got yep. it. It only took like 20, 30 different podcasts, but yeah. I finally nailed it. Remember but, when uh, we used to fuck up the name of this podcast? I do. <laughs> What's this wee shit? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, the man himself, uh, Charlie, a.k.a. Mordak, and also my troll name for him, a.k.a. Mord4k. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no one on PSN couldn't understand my gamer tag this week, so it's good. Did I play a multiplayer game? Not really, but still, no one misunderstood it for a change. <laughs> Maybe I need to switch back to a player named Slickback already. Oh, that, that was the that so was good. the best gamer tag you ever had, man. <laughs> oh. Like you, you changed them enough, you should have kept that one. Like that's like like that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> Because <laughs> if you get it, you're a sick individual. If you don't get it, you're going to Google it, and then you're going to be a sick individual. <laughs> Unfortunately, my Cat Williams impression isn't that perfect. Um, I'm still not convinced Cat Williams knew he was recording for a TV show when they made him voice that shit. <laughs> I, I, I believe that. Like, I, I'm pretty sure they just followed Cat Williams around and was like, pretend to be a pimp, and he was like, I am a pimp, bitch! <laughs> Oh my god, back when I used to be called a player named Slickback, it was back during TF2, and back when you could name items. So I I only was able to get one because they cost real world money, and I just wasn't, uh, not, I was just not going to spend money that way. Um, but I was able to trade into, uh, 
an item name change, and I changed my hat to being called a hat named Slickback. Nice. That's not dumb and nerdy at all. <laughs> dumb and nerdy? That's my life. <laughs> that Weird Al song was written about you. I'm so I'm such a nerd. I have a I'm on a podcast. <laughs> Shut up, podcasts right? are cool and totally get you laid. It makes us uh, popular. Yeah. yeah, I'll let you know when that pans out for me. <laughs> oh jeez. So my depressing God. sex life aside. God what um, no before we move on from that. Oh, you want to dwell and talk just about walk this? Walk away from saying that. <laughs> oh god, what was the joke I I'm had? I'm pretty sure for a I can grenade time. out any self-deprecating humor I want to. <laughs> so I think we've talked about how I started the podcast when I broke up with a girlfriend many, many years ago. And one of the cast members used to I used to joke that everyone on the everyone on Sunday was getting laid because of it except me, because it was true. <laughs> it was like, man, you Thanks for passing me the moniker. <laughs> it's like it's like, yeah, you're getting some because like your girlfriend wanted to know what you like. Your long distance girlfriend uses it to like know what you sound like still, and you use it because it makes you seem cool and edgy underground. And Jeff wasn't making videos at the time, so it all worked out. Mm hmm. But yeah, Alex, what have you been up to in your leave of absence? Oh man. Oh uh, yeah, something about a rant. Yeah. yeah, you you had threats. How fast can I trigger you? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, wait, 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 all, I want to see if I can trigger him with this. It's like, we're going we're gonna to win our soldier on this. Um, Chipotle. That alone doesn't trigger me. Is authentic Mexican food. You fucking take that back, Followed Aberman. only by the service at Treo's Tacos. You As an example of exemplary customer service. No. 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 You know what? I'm not going to let you get to me. No. No, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. And Blizzard are uh, a bunch of corporate sellouts who just want it for the money and make only okay games at best. Oh. Is that like the dream? Like, I, I'm i waiting for the corporate sellout part of my life. Uh, you know what? No. I'm okay. You know what's a good MMO? EverQuest. That, that, that doesn't do anything. Ever crack? You're getting colder. <laughs> know what the best Matrix game ever played, uh, ever made was? Enter the Matrix. That weird third person, a uh, third person shooter. No, Path of Neo. <laughs> that's way better actually, because they changed the canonical <laughs> oh ending. No Wait, other video games on this made topic? based on the Matrix. <laughs> uh... Wow, for the obscure trivia coming up huge in in the recent game called Name Every Game with the Word Matrix in it. Turns out it's a short list. Yeah, it's, it's like two. Three. <laughs> it's three games. No, only two. No, it's three games. I said games, not tech demos. Oh. <laughs> you know, in your defense, it well, it, it, yeah, it was not a tech demo. <laughs> not gonna lie, it felt like a tech demo in the end. But uh. No, no, tech demos don't get shut down. They get completed. Oh, oh, my heart. Oh, you're not gonna. This week was a surprise, but I'm glad you're back, you. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I'm glad to be back. Only to get, get this verbal abuse from everybody. Uh, well, Love you. you got the verbal abuse when you weren't here even to defend yourself. I know. I mean, that's right? when the most of it happens. Oh, like get you never word. made up where I was. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I kept it simple. I just made people think you were dead. <laughs> that way, there's no question. 
Well, they, to like, be fair, that, like... which is worse? Being in, people being informed you're at Chipotle, which now offers queso, by the way, or being dead. I actually don't know which one I'd rather be in this scenario. I know which have, one the government cares a lot more about. Yeah, Chipotle. <laughs> they don't you, want you going in their, there. Yeah. Have you had their queso? I'd rather be dead. I've had that queso. You know, it's offensive to me, and I like queso normally. Yep. So... So speaking of queso, <laughs> I had to explain what queso sauce was to my girlfriend because I guess queso just means cheese in Spanish. Yes, that's exactly what it means. So she's like, "Why do you keep saying queso sauce?" I'm like, "You know that weird like neon green, neon orange um cheese sauce they put on stuff." She goes, "That's not a thing." I sent her a picture. And she goes, I-, "I need to go lie down now. Your people have ruined everything again." <laughs> And then I sent her a picture of the Wendy's queso burger, and she stopped talking to me. Oh, no. Because, you know, when I think queso, I think Wendy's. I mean, if you take the word Wendy's out of it, like, until you said it out loud, man, I really would be down for a really good queso burger. They made a queso baconator. That sounds like all ingredients I want. Yeah, it it is. (laughs) It's wrong. It wasn't. I was driving through, and I'm like, oh, queso baconator. I was going to eat healthy tonight, but fuck it, why not? I'm already here. Let's step in this bear trap. Obviously, they laid this trap just for me. We put cheese sauce on your fucking... Just go, Alex. I'm going to start ruining what I've done this week if I keep going. (laughs) Okay, well, um, since I've been gone for two weeks, I guess I should kind of fill people in on what I've been up to. Um, Cuphead is out, and man, have I been having fun with that. It's a cool game. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, I know we kind of maybe touched on it before I left, um, but yeah, no, it's been a ton of fun. Yeah. Like, uh, I actually got uh, Mandy, my girlfriend, to play along with me, and we were doing some co-op stuff, and she enjoys it quite a bit, too. I mean, she she's obviously, like, you know, not gamer-gamer, but, you know, she does her part, and, like, you know, she kind of dies a little bit early on, but, like, you know, she, she enjoys it what it is, so it's not frustrating her in any way, but, um, you know, her and I, it's nice that we find a game that we can play together, that's a nice little co-op setup. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, no, she really likes the style and everything, and I personally, you know, it's, it's nice having a game like that that her and I can play, and we can play together, so to speak. How far have you so, gotten? Uh, we're still on the first part. We didn't okay. get too much playing, but, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so I've been doing that. Um, a lot of Destiny 2, as you guys have been seeing from the streams throughout the week. Uh, yeah, so I've been streaming some Destiny 2, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, you know, it, it's it's tough carrying uh, Charlie through all the Crucible matches, but I do what I can. Because, uh, you know, somebody's performance is kind of lacking in the Crucible. I, I went back and watched some stuff, and the number of kills you steal from me is impressive. <laughs> I didn't see your name on it. Basically. Exactly. Now I checked out what my assist stat was. I'm like, yeah, it's really high. Huh. <sighs> but yeah, uh, so Destiny 2 has been fun. I know uh, at some point Charlie and I are going to jump in and actually do the raid. Yeah. It'll be fun. So we'll figure something out when that comes. Because uh, I'd like to do it sometime in the near future. Yes, me too. Um, uh, just kind of doing some more streaming here and there. Obviously, I've had some crazy work schedule stuff as of late, which is why I haven't been around. Uh, 
the real reason, but the reason that we're going to go with is I was banished back to the shadow. No, we're not. You had work stuff. You had a viable real reason. We would never, ever drag the real reason you weren't here through the mud and make up anything false to in any way slander how hard a worker you are. I was at Charlie's house, and we were talking about getting food, and I said, well, we can get some authentic Mexican food from, like, the food truck, and then Charlie said, no, let's have Chipotle. It's real authentic Mexican, and I got triggered, and I was banished to the Shadow Realm. I say, did you guys go up to the truck, and Charlie pushed you in it or something? He did, and I woke (laughs) up. I was in a dark room, and I was told by the man there that I am back in the Shadow Realm, and I had to fight my way back out Cuphead style. What is your obsession with the Shadow Realm? I don't know. It just seems like a funny place to be back. So I, I think it's the exact opposite. I'm pretty sure that there's no Cuphead in the Shadow Realm, neither. I too can corroborate this. <laughs> I see Jeff develop multiple personalities while I was gone. Developed? <laughs> yes, developed. Uh, Tristan yeah. and Joey? Yeah. Uh, uh... Uh, as far as other gaming stuff goes, uh, it's mainly been Destiny, WoW, and uh, Cuphead. I've done a lot of Brawlhalla also recently. I don't know if you guys have played that before. Yeah, I... It, it's a game. It feels like Super Smash Brothers, minus any characters I care about. <laughs> For what it is, though, it's... It, oh, yeah, it's fine. It's free to play, and it's a lot of fun. So it's been kind of my thing. Uh, oh, oh, no. Late. You're talking to someone who thinks that tournament play Smash Brothers is boring because they turn the items off. It's like, no, that's what makes the game fun. It's a dumb party game. No, it's a serious fighting game. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, the Smash community would argue otherwise. With you on that I, 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 I think my stance on the Smash community is well documented in these podcasts where it's like, if you have to alter the base level of a game that much to, quote, make it tournament viable... That game was never supposed to be played that way. Well, for any of you Smash players out there who are listening in, if you'd like to fight Charlie uh, in terms of his argument, you can reach us at WickedAwesomeCast at gmail.com and file your official complaint. Uh, There's great skill in professional Smash. I just find incredibly boring to watch. It's like, man, put a better game on than this. I I think it's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Most of my beef from Smash comes from the fact there are two fucking tournaments of it at Evo. Every other game, they stick with the most current version. But no, we have to have the current one and Melee, because that's the best one. It's like, if the best one it was, what, three versions ago now, maybe this game isn't as good as you think it is. Well, see, the, the best version is that money version. Because, you know, that money that comes in involving money. Nintendo does a lot, for at least for the Evo stuff. Do they? Because I got the impression they're perpetually trying to shut that shit down. I know there was issues with it a while ago, but, like, they get such strong viewership streaming the, like, the Smash tournaments that, like, it, it's like, well, let's just give them twice the amount. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, although, I have my personal gripes, because I've heard a lot of the stories about it. They're very much, a lot of, like, hardcore Smash fans are very much like the Rick and Morty Szechuan sauce fans yeah. that lost their shit, where they kind of, there's some etiquette that should be followed. It doesn't get followed. Very much like the Twilight fans at Comic-Con when Twilight had a thing at Hall H a couple years ago. So, More than a couple. That's eh. that's a while ago at this point. Oh, yeah. So Did you not know that story, Jeff? The uh, Twilight thing? <laughs> no, I don't live in a place where Comic-Con's a uh, thing. 
So, uh, Hall H is like the big hall where they have all the big, like, mainstream events for movies and stuff like that show up, TV shows. Game of Thrones gets its own panel in Hall H. All the Marvel stuff gets stuff there. So, one year, they decided to have a, uh, what was it? Uh, Twilight panel with the cast and all that stuff. And it was going to be on a Thursday afternoon. So, con starts Thursday. You have preview night on Wednesday. So Twilight fans were lining up outside Hall H on Sunday or Monday, but literally lining up and camping out for days to get into a panel for the afternoon. And the thing with Hall H is they don't kick you out once you're in it. So if you're in it, you can sit there all day and watch all the panels. So a lot of these Twilight fans took up all the seats and were acting kind of rude sometimes. So. Mm Yeah, fuck them. That's what I say. Real, uh, real bold uh, view on that. Yep, fuck your franchise, fuck your series, and I hope all the vampires in that die. I, I like how the story of the um, Hall H Twilight fiasco is still a better story than Twilight. Than Twilight? Yeah. Ah! <laughs> That's Boom! it, boys! Bring it in! Memes pew, are pew, done! Pew, 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 pew! <laughs> Uh, Shots yeah. fired? I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, looks like I, I've, I've been back, and it's been, like, what, 10, 15 minutes in the podcast, and I'm already calling people out. So, all is well in the universe. I would love if we got Angry Twilight emails. That'd be fun. Oh, that would be great. Yes. So, I have to agree. That would be amazing. That would be fun. Yeah. Fun for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, other than that, I mean, that's pretty much just been it. I mean, it's been so busy with work stuff that I just haven't been able to do much else. Uh, and right now we're in, like, primetime deployment stuff, so that's going to be interesting. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. The um, last major push of the year, if you will. Yeah. And it's before, you know, it, it, technically it goes live next week. It, yep. uh, well, as of this podcast, it'll be live a few days after. But it'll be funny because when it goes live, I'll be in Vegas for Mandy's birthday. Fuck all so, y'all. I'm out of here. Yep. I'm not going to be here for Ground Zero. Fuck it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Oh, and I guess side-ish related stuff. I, uh, I'm sure you guys saw the screenshot I sent you guys, but I did have an interesting uh, interview today with a certain company. You did? I did, yes. So, uh, I think it went all right. We'll see where it goes. We should do a but, uh, video of us teaching you to play that game for the channel. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm definitely learning it. So, trying to. I can help you a lot with that. Yeah. Just split push. Do nothing but split push. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. It'd be interesting to see. Uh, I mean, should I just say it out loud? I mean, I don't think... Ah, uh, nah, because we'll have... Reality is in the way... In the- we don't talk about that company or the games they make that frequently, but we talk about them enough that we will have to figure out internally how we want to handle the topic of you maybe working for that company at some point. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess I won't say anything now, but yeah, yeah it, it, we'll see where it goes. I just, you know, it's kind of interesting that they reached out and I figured why not. I'm so glad that you're getting a job opportunity at Visceral Studios. Yeah. Oh man, I'm so excited! I can't wait. Spoilers. I've never heard any, 
They're working on that Star Wars game. It's going to be fucking great, yeah, man. That's, I love that Star, Star Wars. Wars game, too. That guy put that hand on that door frame, and the entire press conference was like, oh, shit, did you see that hand on that door frame, Tech? <laughs> yep. Yeah. I hate E3. <laughs> I'm fucking excited. Uh, did you see that hand on that doorway? If yeah, I ever no. find a game, found a game company, I'm going to call it Unused Assets. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Hand I'm, in Doorway uh... Productions. <laughs> Idol Animations uh, Incorporated. I yeah, so I'm excited to work for Visceral Studios. It'll be great. Um, I hear they're I going else? through a time of um, great restructuring, Extreme growth. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's kind of like what they told me from Equifax. They told me they're doing they're doing some restructuring, and I'm oh. like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm glad you guys are doing well. Keep me informed. So you know, we'll see where it goes. I'm waiting to hear back from them any day now. It's weird though because I can't buy anything because they locked my my account down. But all these topical jokes this week. <laughs> so yeah, that's it for me, man. I mean, it, I know uh, being gone for two weeks probably would have been like a long summary of things. But, nah, I, you know, games. You, you were gone for real adult reasons, not like yeah. fucking vacation or something. Yeah, no, uh, wasn't vacation. Work, Nvidia, and that's it. Yeah. So, I guess I'll go next. Um, I have been playing a lot more of Shadow of War. Um, I think I'll rephrase my statement from last week, too. That's a good game, too. It's a fun game. I don't think it's a good game. And I, I, I think I've gotten the best possible playthrough of that game possible at this point. because uh, So, they've added a bunch of new orcs to the game. By that, I mean they interact in different ways. And one of those orcs is a minstrel. Okay. So he just sings shit at you. So, and I am, I like, he has a guitar that's also an axe. And so I'm being actively stalked by an orc that whenever he shows up, like, launches into, like, a solid minute and a half power ballad about how much he fucking hates me. (laughs) And, like, as a result, I'm just leaving him alive. It's like, he starts running. I go, that's right, flee. You'll come find me again. I want to know why you found me that time. Hmm. I, it's, but he's all beating the shit up right now. I, it's it's weird. I I I was driving the other day and realized that like the, there is a better version of Shadow of War that has none of the fucking bullshit of middle of the whole Lord of the Rings stuff in it, and it's a better game because of it. Because every time I have to do a story mission or like a thing that actually relates to the Lord of the Rings lore in that game, I go, man, son of a bitch, I was having fun. Guess I'll go do this now, so I go back to having fun. <laughs> like, let's progress the zone so I can go back to doing cool shit, like uh, poisoning my nemesis and like stalking this dude to the loot and all that jazz. Now, it's... I, I was starting to sour a little bit on the game for being a little bit too much like um, Shadow of Mordor until... I, like, drop-kicked a dude and then rammed a sword through his head, and I'm like, that didn't happen the last game. New executions, cool. And then I kind of just said, fuck it to following this plot. Like, I I didn't play the first one because it was a good game. I played the first one because I'd get in, like, a hundred-on-one fights and win. It's It's a very good power fantasy trip game. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, uh, that's... On that same note, I... I've not been playing Gran Turismo, but I've been researching a lot about Gran Turismo Sport 
specifically because I now that game's positioned to be all kinds of weird esports, but what they're missing is the fact there's a way better version of that game built into that game. So it's got this whole like don't be an asshole, be a courteous driver, don't slam into people things. And the penalty for it is they pair you with other people that are in in courteous assholes. And then on top of that, you're doing like shitty stuff during a race. They make it so your car no longer has mass. So other drivers can drive through you, but at, but then we'll turn you back into a solid object. Kind of what it seems, what seems you've been doing okay enough. So hilarious accidents happen where people will be like halfway through each other. And then suddenly one of them will come back to being a physical object and they'll just get wrecked. There's been a bunch of good videos of that out there, and I'm watching it going, this is what needs to be the eSport. This, this weird, fucked up accident. Like, this is what I want. This is almost burnout. Uh, I don't think that's viable. It's oh, no, too it's, it's, random. It's totally <laughs> not, but it's like, this, this, this is the game you should have made. This weird, glorious, like, random... Like, imagine a racing game now where, like, you pressed a button and your car turned into a ghost... For like five seconds, and then when you came back, if you were in another car, you went flying. Like, imagine how fucking cool a racing game with that gimmick would be. It's halfway, or it's mostly Mario Kart. Yeah, <laughs> but better because Mario Kart kind of sucks because <laughs> it has items. Yeah. Well, I mean, wouldn't that be an item? No, I'm saying like it's just a, it's a button like boost or something, which is ghost. Like mm-hmm. every car always has a ghost gauge going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I, beyond that, though, I've spent an inordinate amount of this week in a very bizarre fight with my landlord. Oh, from a from afar. Oh, that's part of what makes it so much fun. So, I paid them rent, and then they basically proceeded to lose my rent, but only after sending me a confirmation that they had received my rent. So initially, their stance was. No, just fucking pay us a second time. To which my response was, fuck you, I have a thing saying you received my rent. So literally all week it's been like angry emails and phone calls and a three hour time zone difference where it's like, I'm sorry, the money is out of my account. Me and my bank agree, you have my fucking money. Well, if we had your money, we'd have your money. I have this email saying you do. This isn't hard. Mm-hmm. But yes, it's 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 important. It's it's one of these great things where it's like I've had to go through every level of that company, basically being like, "You have my fucking money." We don't think we do. After another, okay, maybe we do have your money. We're gonna pass you up the food chain. They're like, "I'm talking to people that I didn't even know fucking existed." I'm like, "Yes, yeah, so um, you have my money." I stop being mad at me. Like stop them to evict me. By the way, I'm on the opposite side of the country, so I can't come in and sort this out. Mm-hmm. Wow, that fucking blow. Yeah. And not just like a little bit like that really. Yeah, hard we finally blow. hit a point where they like they admitted today as of the day we're recording this podcast that like, yeah, maybe it's our system. And I'm like, you fucking think? And that was like after me getting them on the phone with my bank basically being like, you two fuckers sorted out. I don't care. And my bank was like, you have his fucking money. And he was like, and they were like, just pay us a second time. No. no. You are my largest expense. <laughs> yep. And if you aren't it, you're damn close. Yeah, no, it, it most definitely is. Like, it was, uh, Especially because the girlfriend's back in LA in the apartment being like, 
how worried should I be? And I'm like, I don't think very, because, like, if they evict us, I have lots of legal documentation saying they shouldn't have. So, yeah. I... This goes back to the fact, too, that any time my management gets mad at me, I'll just send them a picture of some, like, fire or safety reg violation in the building and go, are you mad at me or do I need to contact them, the, the county of L.A.? Mm-hmm. It's a very antagonistic relationship at this point. Like, you physically couldn't, like, my building is perpetually in violation of fire code, and because of my job, I know what fire code is. It's like, oh, you were late with late with your rent. Yes, and these four things don't match fire code. You were not late with your rent. <laughs> nice. Oh, I need to move. Like, part of the issue is they want me to move out. Like, it's the I don't want to be there. They don't want me there because I'm paying the lease for my apartment by about five hundred bucks because they jacked up the rents in my building after I moved in. Mm -hmm. It's like they want me gone. I don't like the building anymore, so I want to be gone. But I'm on the opposite side of the country, so I'm like, eh, I can't do shit about this. I was supposed to own a mm -hmm. house by now. But that's been about it for me. Like, I literally, it's like five, five to ten angry emails a day, being like, "No, I fucking paid you. Stop being assholes. Just pay us again." What have you been up to, Jeff? Hopefully, not fighting with your landlord. Uh, no. Me and my landlord are on perfectly good, not talking to each other unless we really need to terms. Awesome. Um, as it genuinely should be, I, I think. Um. So, my week was good. Uh, unfortunately, it's going to be another one of the weeks where Jeff did nothing video game related. Yeah. Um, but I started my weekend by, it's uh, this little month called October. And uh, How many that's when I'm, what's up? How many horror movies are you up to, dude? Only one at the moment. Really? But, yeah, our, I haven't had much time to like sit down and just watch things. And um, I did get to discover that Stranger Things actually comes out next week, so uh, the Jeff Stranger Things hate-filled venomous hot take is pending. Just in time for Halloween podcast. But, yeah. That's, that's um, such an original like, show to watch. Why are you so upset with me? Uh, I'll, ref I'll refer you to my previous work on how much I hate that show. On a side also, note... Also, I'm assuming that was a facetious comment because you used the word <laughs> original in there. Um, on a side note, the Netflix show uh, Mindhunter's pretty good and kind of creepy. Alright. It's got kind of um, a Hannibal vibe going on. But, uh, I went and hung out with a bunch of friends and saw Cabin in the Woods, which, although it is not the scariest movie ever made, it's one of my favorite horror movies because you can actually, like, watch it with, like, non-horror film people and horror film people and both of them will enjoy it. That, that movie's one of the greatest horror movies ever made just because of what it oh, is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The mermaid, the merman thing is amazing. I'm sorry. The the best thing is witches versus sexy witches. <laughs> what? Have you never is that seen on the, uh, Cabin in the Woods the, on the whiteboard? Yeah. No, I've actually never. You're asking me if I've seen the film? Yeah. Do you not know the background That's story? That's fair. I, I walked into that one. You're absolutely correct. Um, this Halloween, you should do yourself a favor and watch Cabin. In it's the really good. Yeah, yeah, I've heard really good things about it, so I'll have to check it out. But yeah. As not a horror fan, even I like Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Um, and then watch the robot chicken sketch based off of it, because it's also awesome. Oh, I haven't <laughs> seen that. That's on my to-do list. Uh, it's basically, the. it's like, robot chicken is that cabin. 
It's <laughs> the same premise. But that night I went with a bunch of friends to my friend had a Korean bar or not Korean barbecue, but a Korean like uh restaurant near him. And I ordered bulgulki and uh everyone else ordered different things and by the end of the night everyone agreed that I ordered correct and they ordered wrong. <laughs> you ordered correctly. Yeah. That stuff's so good. It's pretty How do you good. Not um, order bulgogi? You've never uh, it turns been out to they make co- other things with, like, chicken in them or pork or just other meals. Alex, <laughs> you've never been to a Korean restaurant outside of L.A. either. It's different. That's yep. true. I mean, I am spoiled by L.A. because if I wanted to, I can have Korean barbecue. Well, so that's what he's saying. It's not Korean barbecue. It's just a Korean restaurant. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, there's no barbecue involved here. They served me already cooked. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Like, I didn't know that concept existed until I moved to L.A. <laughs> oh, by the way, little tidbit, Charlie. Did you know there's a 24-hour Korean barbecue place somewhere in Koreatown? Yeah, I love LA for that reason alone. I've been there a couple times at 4 a.m. You have me a little <laughs> jealous at the moment. Yes. Oh, anyway, I'm sorry. Continue, uh, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Sleazy restaurants is like Jen's forte. Like if it's a weird ass open at 4 a.m. steak place in LA, Jen's taking me there. Oh, <laughs> nice. But, uh, so the next day after that, um, my, me and my, uh, brother, his wife, my cousin, and then two of my brother's friends, we went to see, uh, Frank Caliendo, um, the guy who does, uh, impressions of, uh, what's called celebrities and was made famous on Matt TV doing impressions of John Madden. Oh, Um, yeah. (laughs) And now he does impressions on, uh, like ESPN of all of their group of people and he is absolutely hilarious and he ends his show basically going like okay i can't possibly do all the impressions people want me to do in one sitting so if you want have an impression you want me to do just call it out and people just start yelling impressions at him and just nailing every single person they ask him to do <laughs> um and probably the funniest one or not the funniest one but one that he did was uh they asked him to do Bill Belichick from the New England Patriots because we're in Boston. He just glared. He just, he just pulled his shirt up over his head to look like a hoodie and just glared at the crowd. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> and then he made some, like, ponderous, like, uh, hmm. just, like, thinking noises. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, so, he was really funny, and then we went out uh, drinking afterward, as you do. Yeah. Um... Then the next day, I went back to New Hampshire and hung out with my roommate while he played Shadow of War. Um, I think what's going to wind up happening soon in my life is when my roommate plays Shadow of War, I'm just going to start digging into Persona 3. Um, and basically doing, he was kind enough to watch Persona 5 while I played it. I'm more than kind enough to watch Shadow of War while he plays it. And he played, I think, Pokemon Sun or Sun and or Moon. While I play Persona 5, and I'm going to do Persona 3, so hopefully I'll be getting back into that swing of that game again soon. That might be the correct way to observe Shadow of War. You don't actually have to play it. You can just see the awesome, crazy-ass orc moments as a result. Yep. Watch the, I'm going to take two orcs, pit them against each other, and keep the stronger one. Yeah, that game's got some fucked up shit in it. Yep. You know what would be, oh my god, I just realized, you know what Shadow of War needs? To not be attached to the J.R. Tolkien, um... License? No. Persona 5's crafting system. It kind of has that. 
does involve a guillotine? Not quite. A, uh, it needs not <laughs> quite, but kind of. That's what I need. I need the guillotines and chainsaws. Um, then uh, that night, or I started playing hockey with uh, like an, in an invite league where I was invited in to play, and every person in there is by far and above the highest skill level I've played with so far, and I absolutely got like shellacked. I think I stopped maybe half the pucks that went against me. Whereas, you know, the worst goalie in the NHL is like a .906. I'm somewhere in like a .4 against mm-hmm. old-timers. Well, they're not old-timers. They're all fairly young, but, man, they were crazy good. Um, Then I got to play a game in a league, and normally I don't bring up things like this, but I got, like, dicked in a uh, by a ref. Not intentionally, and the ref wasn't trying to be malicious, but, like, so what happened was... I was holding the post and two players collided with the net and knocked it like a full foot off the pegs off the uh, line, which usually results in a whistle. And there was originally two refs, but one ref's knee seized up, so he had to leave. And the other ref just somehow managed to not miss it or just somehow managed to miss it, even though both teams are, were yelling at him that the net was off. But I can only imagine the natural like defense of a referee when people start yelling at you what they think is happening on the place to ignore them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the net goes over a foot off, and the play left the zone. So I turn around and start fixing the net, and I only realize that the puck has re-entered the zone because I'm facing the boards, and all of a sudden I see the puck fling into my vision and slam against the boards behind me, and I'm like, that could have been my back. That would have hurt a lot. That would have hurt. <laughs> Yeah, because one of the things they don't necessarily tell you about tell you about hockey goalie is we are very well protected on the front. We are not protected at all in the back. The fleshy human um, bits are easily accessible. Yeah. I wound up taking a puck in the back of the arm this week. I have a bruise on the back of my like uh tricep that's roughly the size of like if you were to look straight down on a pint glass. Like, that size of a circle, and it's, like, blue. (laughs) Like, real blue blue. Mm. Like, Subaru blue. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Or or ultramarine blue. Like, it's it's bad. Um, But then, after that, um, life got a lot more simple. Uh, I wound up uh, fixing up a paintball gun by, uh, I had a bolt that when I was younger, I didn't screw it in all the way. And I went out onto the course, and the first thing that happened was it rocketed all of its internals out the back of it. And I proceeded to pick them up off the ground, and then the thing just never worked the same again. And I got an O-ring rebuild kit for like five bucks, because they're cheap. And uh, I was able to fix it up, and now the thing works like an absolute dream. Um... It was funny because I gassed the thing up for the first time and I dry fired it. And the thing that I added to it is known to, uh, it adds about 20 feet per second. And the reason this is a good thing is because you then can run it at a lower pressure so you lose less air when you shoot it. So I fire it for the first time and it's just like, boom. (laughs) It was so loud because it's running so hot right now. Um... And then other than that, I went with my roommates to shop for Halloween stuff to get ready for the Halloweens. 
and I watched the Japanese-American robot battle thing a little bit and skipped ahead because it had a lot of boring. Uh, America won. Woo! Um, and when you read the stats on some of the stuff, it seems very much like the original MMA where you had, like, the MMA back in the day where you had, uh, like, 180-pound guys fighting 320-pound guys because yeah. weight classes didn't exist. The, like, difference in horsepower between the Japanese robot and the American one is somewhere on the magnitude of, like, 300 horsepower. Yeah, well, the, I remember, like, the robot, the Japanese one was, like, a decorative thing of, like, hey, we totally did this. And the American one was, like, no, we put a cannon in one of its arms. Why? We built the robot. Of course it has a cannon. Well, they both had projectiles. Yeah. Um, The American one fucked up the Japanese one at the end. With, um, I guess, spoilers? I gotta go watch the um, fights there, so go there, for it. Yeah, there's there's multiple rounds, so I'm not gonna spoil all the rounds. They take the cannon that the American one has off of it. Yeah. And they give, the Japanese one actually had a paintball gun, like, because they're not shooting real bullets Yeah, at of each course other. not. Um, and they're like, well, that paintball gun that they've got on the Japanese one could easily cover your cockpit and make it very difficult to see. They gave, the American one treated in its cannon... For a fucking rock chainsaw that's designed to go through, like, stone. Were there dudes in these things? Were they remotely controlled? The first one. Okay. And he drives up to it and just immediately just, like, hacksaws into the fucking paintball gun. And just, like, you could just see, the, like, all the balls start falling out of it. And it's just, like... There is a moment of, okay, guys, we need to stop this because that chainsaw legitimately can just... Kill the other yeah. pilot. <laughs> to the death! Yeah, so the American one was actually no joke. Yeah, I... The Japanese one looks cooler and is much more like, yeah, this is something straight out of Gundam. It's one of the, um... Like, it looks like an... Is it the Ares units? Something or the... Like, yeah, I remember seeing Not... when they showed up, they started trash-talking each other. It was like, man, this one's so sexy. And the other one's gonna win. Why? It actually looks like a tank. Yeah, the other one was just a tank with yeah. arms. <laughs> Um, so that was pretty entertaining, and I didn't, or I'm sorry if I jumped into this and you had it in the news or not. No, I, um, me and Alex talked about it last night on the stream, actually, where I'm like, I'm pretty sure America's gonna win. Why? They have a cannon. The cannon didn't really do much. Sure. Um, but they did wind up punching the other robot with the cannon when they got in too close. Nice. He just started punching him with it. I'm just glad I lived long enough to see robot fights, like, on the mecha yeah. scale. It's not quite there yet, but, like, I, I'm i happy I can say, like, yeah, I remember the lead-up to the mecha fight. No one thought it was going to happen. Yep. It, it's a much slower fight than I than one would think. Um, Like, both robots have, like, a maximum speed of, like, 10 miles oh, yeah, an hour. They're both slow, slow as shit. It's like, it's like dueling construction equipment, almost, except not even that fast. Yep. My boss actually, my boss has been ranting about this fight for weeks because he thinks that the, he thought that the American one looks stupid. It does. That said, that stupid looking one just won. Um, and he basically was like, I don't think either of these things is in any way stronger than if I were to just take a front end loader and just start swinging it around in front of They're them. They're not. And my response was, I don't know. A front end loader can't defeat a Toyota Hilux. And he didn't like that answer. <laughs> Um, which for those who don't know, the Toyota Hilux is the truck that Top Gear tried to destroy by putting it on top of a demolitioned building. They hit it with a, with, uh, wrecking balls. 
They left it out in the English Channel for 12 hours on a rope. Um, and using nothing but hand tools, they got the thing to start within like 10 minutes every time. And yeah. then they mounted that car to their wall because it's an indestructible fucking force. Apparently. Um. So, yep, that brings you up to speed with me. Yeah. That and I've got a beer. That and I, well, I guess that means it's time for news. <laughs> well, so I'm um, starting off with a personal attack on Jeff. Um. We talked about Hulu last week, Jeff. Um, what if I told you all of Futurama is now coming to Hulu exclusively? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is the really? natural progression of we lost the rights to this thing, so that thing went and found a, someone else with money. <laughs> yeah, so this is not related to video games. It's more of a personal thing I keep bringing up because I have a Hulu account and Jeff claims no one else does. But yes, um... If you're a fan of Netflix and you are used to them having a bunch of the major network TV shows, you might want to invest in Hulu because people like Fox and NBC just got done striking a deal with Hulu to be the exclusive platform for a bunch of that shit. Like, I think really? Family Guy is going to... Silly stuff like Family Guy, any, basically anything that aired on Fox is going to disappear off Netflix in the near future. Along with some other Fuck. stuff. I hate Netflix. I hate Hulu. It's fine. We have an account. I just don't. I don't. I don't see the reasoning in paying for a service and then having ads on top of that. If you pay as much as you pay for Netflix, they get rid of the ads. Do they actually get rid of the ads? Yeah, there's I no ads. The ads are still there. There's no ads. All right, Hulu. I'm giving you a shot. I was like you once. I also did the. I refused to pay for the upgraded. Uh, the upgrade to no ads, and that was like it's a buck. Oh fuck it. Why not? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I my biggest gripe was that they still played ads even on the paid ones, so if they don't do that, then I'd give it a shot, but... The action... Said, you can buy the ad-free one. The reality is you can get access for, like, the $3 a month version, you get ads. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But we're not here to shoot... We're not here to show for Hulu, I just thought, like... I just felt like rubbing salt in that weird wound we have going on. On to more <laughs> important shit. Like, the orange box has turned 10... Wow. I believe it. Yeah. On top of that, Team Fortress 2 is getting a big update centered around Australia and, um, what's his name? Saxon, Saxon Hale. And Saxon Hale. There's a video up for it. It's fucking nuts. They're getting, like, uh, like a whole, uh, uh, like, a jungle maps and weapons and, like, all kinds of shit. Like, if you told me. Real legitimate support? Real legitimate what? support. Fuck out of here. And like a four minute long video of Saxon Hale like suplexing Gettys and shit. <laughs> well, they know what the people want. I, he busts through a wall and instead of making the shape of a man, it makes the shape of Australia. Yeah. Maybe Valve does know how to do something. Yeah. But... That isn't just own Steam. <laughs> Yeah, I, I the, the trailer was nuts enough. I'm like, I should play Team Fortress 2 again. No, no, I shouldn't, but maybe I should load it up just like once for nostalgia's sake. <laughs> but yeah, major updates and like maps, weapons, lots of stuff coming to Team Fortress 2. I 
thinking in the near future. I'm not sure it's here just yet. But, yeah. This does appear to be the biggest update that Team Fortress 2 has ever gotten. Hmm. Good for them. Yeah. Moving on from that. They're, they're focusing on things more than just hats. Oh, no, there, there's hats. Don't get me wrong. Uh. <laughs> it's, it's Team Fortress 2. There are hats. They show off new hats in the trailer. <laughs> of course they do. Moving on from that, though, um, you guys remember Yoko Taro? No. He is the no. director behind Near Automata, or as you two may know him more appropriately, that weird-ass dude in the moon mask from that E3 press conference. I do remember this individual oh. and his amazing game. Yes. He got out there in an interview and said he wants to make an adult movie. <laughs> Does it have multiple beard. endings? I... <laughs> he allegedly was saddened to find out someone was already making porn out of um, Near Automata, so... You don't just, say. It's a bit of a slow news week. I just thought that was some funny-ass shit. So, I don't know if I told, or I might have mentioned to you. So, in Nier Automata, one of the things I didn't realize it could do until I stumbled into it, yeah. is if you hold down, um, was it, R3 and L3, all of a sudden the main character goes into self-destructing in five seconds. And at first I was like, whoa, not doing that twice, holy shit. And then later I was like, I just hit a save point. Alright, I'll try this. So when you self-destruct your play, your main character, she explodes. Okay. But she doesn't die. Okay. And it blows her pants off. Okay. And she's just running around in just her top and just her panties. I'm like, this is in the game. This is in the game. The fact that you're surprised is kind of interesting. I started. Yeah, I don't know if game... I should be upset at me for being surprised here. I started making a list of maybe Game of the Year contenders for 2017. Near Automata was definitely the first one I put on the list. It's got yep. some stronger support now. <laughs> for just being like, what the fuck? So many moments of this is in the game. Yep. I need to finish my second playthrough of that game. Still need to kick my roommate off playing Shadow of War to do it. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been slowly kind of scraping away at that game. I will at least have a full playthrough of it done before we fight about game of the year. It's something about the combat keeps you from playing it in large extended plays. Like it's good mm. for like an hour and a half, but then I'm like, this combat isn't quite deep enough. Like well, I don't like the dodge quite enough. Just upgrade it. I have not gotten that option yet. Uh, it's in the very first town. Oh, I missed that one, huh? Uh, one of the women who sells upgrades uh, has it. She's over near all the hospital beds. I will go look for that then. That changes things. Yep. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> no, that's that's a good tip. Uh, moving yep. on from that. Uh, remember EA Access? Nope. Well, it's kind of like Xbox Live or Xbox Live Gold or PSN Plus, basically. You gave EA money and you got access to a library of games. And the idea was that once a game was added to EA Access, it would never go away. It's been on the Xbox One and PC, and it's had some pretty good success. It came out in 2014. People, for the most part, have been pretty happy with it. But they're removing their first game from it for the first time ever. 
it's FIFA 14. It's not totally <laughs> clear why. Be replaced with FIFA 18? No, I mean, like, FIFA 15 is still in the vault in theory. Like, it's... Yep. Yeah. It's a weird one. I I always thought the idea of EA Access was kind of cool. I just wish it was a library of games I liked more than EA's for the most part, but, like, by now, it's got a pretty impressive library. Mm-hmm. Especially if you had a PC where it's like, hey, it's it's basically Origin. Yep. Or it's an add-on to Origin at that point. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how this one plays out. It was definitely the first kind of like introduction. It, it was the first real test of like games as a service where it's like, no, you subscribed to EA. Which is weird, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is weird. Yeah. Moving on from that, though, uh, GTA has added, new, has added a new mode and a major update to the game. Normally, we don't talk about this too much except for the fact that the new mode is a race where your vehicle changes throughout the race. Like Transformers changes? Like it goes from a plane to a jet ski to a car to a motorcycle and back or something. Okay, that's kind of cool. And it's not the same vehicle. Like a puff of smoke happens, and now you're on a motorcycle or something. I'm down with that. Yeah, I was too. I'm like, that looks dumb. In the best way. Moving on from that, though, to something we kind of talked about last week. Um, while the um, U.S.-based ESRB may not consider uh, loot boxes gambling, the U.K. government's gotten out there and said um, they will be monitoring loot boxes, and there will be developments, probably. Coming I've... soon to an anything near you. Yeah. I'm okay with this. I personally think the uh, the U.S. has the wrong stance on them. Like, they should be regulated a little bit, like gambling. Like, they're you're, you're putting money in and you're getting stuff out in a random way. That sounds a lot like gambling to me. Yep, I agree. It's a socially acceptable form of gambling, but that's still gambling. Yep, I they should do it like they do in like I think it's in Korea or, or, or Japan and China where. They have to actually publish what the, the China drop is the are. country you're China, yeah. yeah. Drop rates, yeah. Especially if you're dropping money in it like that, yeah. Yeah. Ah, but uh, last on our list before the main topic this week, um, something weird's going on with Sony. Specifically, they've um, Sony Music has launched a new label of sorts, a new publishing arm called um, I think it's called Unities or uh, Unties or something. But basically, it might allow for there to be video games published by Sony on the Switch and PC. Interesting. Don't get me wrong. Sony titles on my uh, computer entices me. Yeah. It's got an upcoming game called Tiny Metal, which I believe I looked at. For, it was a Kickstarter at one point or something. It's got kind of an, Yeah, it's the Advance Wars looking thing. But yeah, Sony's publishing it. Like, it's... It's weird, though. It's through, like, a branch of Sony. It's not Sony Prime. It's Sony Music, which, why the fuck are they publishing video games? But also, like, if this is what you have to do to get around that shit, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Game looks weird. It's cute. It's kind of fun. Like, it's Advanced Wars. Yeah. Or Advanced Wars is the word I was looking yeah. for to describe it. Yeah. 
It looks like somebody blended Advanced Wars and one of those carpets that look like a little, like, town with roads on it you had when you were a kid. Sure. Or most people have when they were a kid. I wasn't one of them. Me neither, <laughs> actually. I also do like that they've gone through the effort of releasing, like, three songs for this game and yeah. actually have a link to their SoundCloud in lieu of what you're saying about Sony Music Entertainment. Yeah. Strange times we live in. Sony's publishing on Nintendo consoles again. Potentially. <laughs> Those two have been on good terms since the 90s. Long the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> that does it for news this week. We're going to transition to our main topic, though, with kind of a lot with our, as we typically do, the news article of some kind. So, uh, EA has shut down a beloved studio to me and Jeff, and maybe Alex. I'm not sure how you felt about Dead Space. But they have shut down Visceral Studios, makers of a variety of fine games, but most notably recently makers of a highly anticipated single-player Star Wars game directed by the woman behind a bunch of the Uncharted games. Uh, it is the one from E3, well, the most recent E3, so E3 2017, where someone walks through a doorway and then, like, braces themselves against the frame with their hand and people lost their minds over it and this wouldn't be something that's worth the main topic except for the fact that as part of this kind of press release and announcement EA got out there and said we're not just killing the studio and killing the project we're pivoting the project to I paraphrase some now something kind of like Destiny a, a game as service situation as opposed to a traditional single-player game. Like, they talk about multiplayer, they talk about the capabilities of the Frostbite engine. Without ever fully saying it, they say, we're going for something that's got more of an MMO vibe for it, where we can sell loot boxes, and, like, it's a... It, kind of where the Destiny system is, like, you, you buy the game, you buy the expansions, and maybe you buy some silver? Just maybe, kind of thing? The, 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 press, re the press release reads like this, and also then invokes... Um, several of the Star Wars mobile games. I think you play one of them, don't you, Alex? Like the Star Wars Heroes or something? For, I, was, I played uh, Star Wars The Old Republic. No, there was, like, there was a, like a mobile game you were into for a little bit, too. Oh, Galaxy of Heroes. That's the one I'm thinking of, yeah. Oh, Mario Jump, I remember. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually still play Galaxy of Heroes. Yeah, they, they invoke that as a, as a successful version of Star Wars, while not full-out condemning, but basically saying we're probably not going to make a single-player Star Wars game anytime in the near future. And if you look at EA, they've been slowly drifting away from single-player games for about a while now. Like, what's the last real single-player game they put out? Dead Space. There's something more recent than that, but yeah, it's been a wee bit of time, and the shutting down of Visceral, of Visceral a studio that specialized in that stuff, is kind of a weird situation of sorts. So, boys, thoughts so on this? I, I guess I'll start off with what we were talking about outside or off the uh, podcast yeah. and bring it into the podcast, which was I'm going to like lightly gloss over as the death of single player games, which our initial response was to start uh, naming off wildly successful single player games from this year, including Resident Evil 7, uh, Persona 5. Um, we had more. Uh, Near Automata is good. 
Um, Shadow of War, kind of. Shadow of War, yeah. Kingdom like, Hearts. Nah. Kingdom Hearts didn't get released. <laughs> um, but there's very much like um. I can understand them wanting to move towards a Destiny model, but the idea that they just want to move off of single-player games in general, I kind of take qualm with, because the world needs single-player games, because good storylines are good, and I like video game storylines, because they're not bound by the typical methods of storytelling that movies and other mediums are. So they could do some wild shit and, you know, force you to go do, like, Okay, this plot line is going to do a little bit of, like, climbing the Eiffel Tower. Why? Because it's a set piece we thought was going to be awesome. All right, now, Drake, get on top of that shit. So you can go find the Declaration of Independence and deliver it to Nicolas Cage. Like, that's the kind of shit, like, kind of only video games can deliver. Well, they're not the only one that can, but they do it really well. And I don't ever want to lose that. And there are a lot of games out there that's just like, if you novelize this, I would still like it. You know? Um... So I don't ever want to see the death of single-player games, and it is a little disheartening in a way to see them move off of that. That said, it's the Star Wars franchise, so things have been totally crazy. You never know when you're, what quality of Star Wars products you're going to get, um, especially storyline-wise. Um, but... I can understand why they want to move towards like a Destiny model, because that seems to be a print-money kind of model, and it is the popular thing. That said, I do feel like our Destiny games are going to be what MOBAs were a few years ago. You're going to have the King, then it was League of Legends, it's still League of Legends, and in Destiny's case, it's Destiny, it's still Destiny, and next year it's still going to be Destiny. That's just you're just going to keep making them. If Destiny 2 had been as good as the... As um, me and Alex can fight about the some. It's, I think if Destiny Two had started off as strong as Destiny One ended in some ways, I would say fucking yeah, like they're they're, they're the king for the foreseeable future. They're in a weird spot right now. Like, I, as a result of kind of my first month with Destiny Two, I'm sitting here going like, man, I hope Anthem's pretty good, and like, I shouldn't have time to be playing lots of other games. But I do right now because I'm down to like one or two hours of Destiny 2 a week because it's not worth my investment. Like, I I'm someone who crazily wants a game that can expand or contract to handle as much time as I can pump into it, kind of thing. Like, and that was You're Destiny 1. Extremely unique, though. Yes. Most people don't have the amount of time to make all of that work. Yes, but the Destiny hardcore fanboy base is like me, where it's like not every week do we want to play 80 hours but at the same time we want we want something we don't we want to feel ripped off after 80 hours of playing in a week kind of thing like it's it's a weird what I mean, balance what i mean more by that is less in that like more in the division exists warframe exists destiny exists yeah what are anthem might be strong enough to dethrone some stuff but unless someone can take a haymaker swing as hard as anthem is going to that is just it's standing really well in all regards. It's visually amazing. It's yeah. storytelling is bringing new stuff to the playing field. And it's taking a borderline new spin on an old concept. Plays if someone just regurgitates the concept, who the hell is going to play that? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I think it's the loot shooter fan base is a fickle one because like Destiny Three at the end of it was like what we were fucking looking for, and Destiny Two at launch is. A weird one. Like, the fact that people think 
what Destiny 2 is as the path forward is a little baffling to me because I am definitely less invested this time around than I was the first. It's weird, though, because I'm totally looking for a game I could get that into. Like, it's why I keep drifting back to Warframe and Star Citizen because those are two games that even, like, in Star Citizen's Alpha situation, can you can do something quick or you can fucking play 10 hours straight and still feel like you got something done. Mm-hmm. Scaling will vary, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like it's the you're describing the games very specifically. Yeah. I'm describing the like saturation of the market. No, and I don't disagree with that. I think like it's, I think a lot of us thought like Overwatch would be what everyone was ripping off the next two or three years, and I think Overwatch has proven that like only Overwatch can Overwatch and. Overwatch can't even Overwatch all the time kind of thing. Like, that, when that franchise stumbles, it stumbles really fucking hard. And, like, in weird ways where it's like, hey, the community's just terrible. It's still one of the most watched things on Twitch TV by a long shot. I think like, PUBG has drastically surpassed it. Like, Destiny 2, I no. think, surpassed it. No. It's still top three, like, consistently. I can... Wait, wait which one is top three? Overwatch. Really? That seems yeah. wrong. I mean, hmm. I, it's kind of weird to track only because, like, I mean, you, you kind of have visible numbers with uh, PUBG because you've got, like, you know, the X number of concurrent players on at the same time. Okay, yeah. so for the record, the current rankings are League of Legends, CSGO, Dota 2, Hearthstone, Rocket League, Heroes of the Storm, and at 7th it's Overwatch, followed by... World of Warcraft, StarCraft 2, and Street Fighter 5. Destiny Street still... Fighter 5 shocks the shit out of me because of how many yeah. complain about that one. The thing is, though, is also is like the drop in viewership. Overwatch is at 17,000 people to Destiny's 10,000. Like, that is a significant amount. It's like 40% more people. Okay, so if you change it to just total hours on Twitch, it goes League of Legends, Player Unknown's Battleground. Sorry, I was in the just esports version. Sorry, it's um, League, mm -hmm. Player Unknown, Hearthstone, Dota 2, Counter Strike, Destiny 2, and then Overwatch right below Destiny 2, followed by World of Warcraft, Grand Theft Auto 5, FIFA 18, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, apparently, Heroes of the Storm, Rocket League, RuneScape, apparently RuneScape is still a thing, Fortnite, Path of the Exile, Minecraft, H1Z1, Divinity, and sorry, Divinity Original Sin 2, and Dead by Daylight for your top 20. That huh. doesn't sound right at all. That's and that's what metric? Uh, total hours on Twitch. Total hours on Twitch? Like for... This means how much someone's streaming it, not how much people are watching it. Don't know on that one. I, this is a weird site I'm on. Okay. So this is total hours watched. Yeah. This is based on it. total hours watched. Like for reference, League finally pushed player unknowns out of first. Like that, it, it that's the shift there, and I guess Hearthstone is beating out Dota two right now. And for reference, Destiny two jumped fifteen spots up the up the list to forced Overwatch down, according to this. When was this? Like this month. No, no. no. What are you reading? Uh, I'll I'll put it in the chat. Doesn't matter, but I think it's okay. just based on how people talk about Overwatch now there has been kind of a certain level of that game's time in the sun may have passed a little I, bit. 
I think you're hoping for that more than it's true. No, I, it's <laughs> talked about a lot less. Like most of the articles about it now, I stumble across when looking for news revolve around like kind of like people fighting in the community or like they're. Hey, according to this list, Overwatch is number seven. Swap, uh, switch it to hours watched. It's still number seven. Yeah, under Destiny though. Well, yours literally just came out. We'll see if that holds. Yeah, I, we shall see. I, it's 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 more my point of. Overwatch is in a weird state, I think. Like, it's very popular in certain circles, and I, I think, like, PUBG really did the major dethroning there on that one. Mm-hmm. Well, PUBG more shifted everyone. Yeah, and that's the difference, because Overwatch was the one that shifted everyone previously, and PUBG just came out and wrecked everyone on top of that. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no. I believe PUBG wrecked the shit out of everybody. If you told me anything could dethrone Overwatch at all, I'd be like, eh, and then PUBG came out, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that, that did it. It's just every every now and then you get on here and say that and start making these things like Overwatch is a flash in the pan and it's time in the sun is over and like treating it like stick and fork and it's dead and I just don't agree. No, I'm not saying that. I think it's... I don't think it has the same longevity it did last year. I think other stuff has come out that for some reason or another it, it had its marketplace and it's having that marketplace kind of slowly pulled away from it some with other stuff that people like watching as much. And, it's be- and I think it's partially because, like, that game updates really slowly. Like, when's- like, Doomfist was the last hero that came out, and he was, what, two months ago? Three months ago now? Yeah. And what was the mm-hmm. gap between heroes on that one? It was a good chunk of time. Mm-hmm. Like, in what, you get a new League hero, like, what, every two months or something? It's further than that. They've only released, they release like, four heroes a year. They're not very quick. That's still better than Overwatch's average, though, isn't it? Yeah, fair. Yeah, fair on only that regard. No, but also like, but but League also has like ten times as many heroes already. It's also like five times older. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but uh, yeah, as you're saying. Yeah, I, I I've derailed myself some. I, it's how do we wind up here? I, I it's I, I think it's sorry. It's talking about Destiny too. It's I don't think Destiny has the sticking power. Destiny 1 has, but also Destiny 2 came out weirdly strong. Mm-hmm. Or not weirdly strong, but it came out really strong, and like, if you're talking about the giants of the industry, EA and Activision are kind of some of the few people that play in kind of comparable sandbox. Like, really, who's... like Ubisoft maybe is there, but not on the same scale. Like, that's those are... Those are two companies that you could not care about video games at and have very successful careers kind of thing. Hmm. They are huge and very businesslike. Hell, you've got Activision out there trying to uh, successfully copywriting the like, technology that will pair you up with people that use loot boxes to encourage you to use loot boxes, but that's neither here nor there. That's creepy. It's real <laughs> weird, yeah. They're in your head, man. Yeah. Wake up, people. Something like that. I've always wondered how many games actually do that, but that's a separate topic. I All of them. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> There's the answer. <laughs> I, I, I met my more I think I met my point more, and I think in parallel with what you were saying, kind of. For some reason, EA always seems to attempt to chase the big thing. Like they I I think MOBA's got too established them to try and throw their hat in the ring, but like I was always surprised they didn't buy, like, Smite or something and try and blow that shit up. 
Like, there really wasn't a MOBA out of EA, was there? Uh, EA's MOBA Dawngate canceled. Yeah. After six months of open beta. Oh, so they, they were like, trying to make a move the, on that. They probably, it probably was just too late. 2014. Um, I'm going to go with the answer. They didn't have the foresight. Fair. I, I'm just jumping into the uh, Wikipedia right now. Yeah. Like, for the first time. No, I guess my point is more like kind of in this like 2014. They would have been on curve. Yeah, MOBAs yeah, are hard. So, sorry, yeah, didn't mean to interrupt. No, nah, my point is more like this. This I we're entering into a weird era where like we have these light MMOs and no one's made the best one yet. You have lots of ideas floating around on them, and I, I think EA is trying to cash in on that. Like, they, and they look at the success that Activision has with Destiny. They probably look like they've tried to have a World of Warcraft on a couple occasions. Like, even The Division, a game that we have trashed on here, did pretty fucking well for itself, ultimately. Like, I would play The Division 2. As, as much mm -hmm. as I did not like The Division 1 in some ways, the, the, there's parts of that game I really like. Like, I bought Ghost Recon Wildlands because it was closer to what I wanted The Division to be, and that game's also a bad game. <laughs> You also get a little bit of the benefit of your problems with the division. A lot of them are everyone's problems yeah. with the division. So it's much more likely of like, it's not like you had unique, strange, obscure nitpicks. Like, no, it was like, the division has problems. Here's a grocery list. EA, take these back to your room and let me know when you're finished your home. Oh, yeah, Ubisoft in that case. But yeah, like it's... Ubisoft. Yeah, and it's, it's weird because you have EA who owns Bioware, who's making Anthem. Where it's like, no, no. You, in theory, have your contestant in the Destiny fight. It's a really fucking cool contestant. Like, the idea where it's like, hey, I have the stable of mech armors. That's super Warframe, but cooler than Warframe because they're mech armors and not just weird, like, super suit things. And it's not someone's free-to-play project that just happened to get huge and just continue to spiral. This is... Bioware sat down and made a game. <laughs> yeah, and like at the same time, I invoke Warframe every once in a while. Like Warframe has some real problems. Like the, the amount of like stuff you maybe have to look up online for that game to make sense, it's a little high still. It's still a fun ass game to play, and that's all I care about. But it has that thing I talk about where I can put like ten hours into the game or one, and I can still feel like I leave it I still leave feeling like I accomplished something. Like that is why I stopped playing WoW to a certain extent. Because I hit a threshold where the amount of time to what I felt like was a version of progression got too big. And I think that's what people are aiming for at this point. And I, I think it's coming at the cost of, like, that's what AAA is to a certain extent. Like, I play the occasional Star Wars game. They're fine. Like, 1313 looked like a kind of cool idea for a game. I'd have probably played that. Like, But so on top of that, imagine an Uncharted game set in the Star Wars universe. That's kind of fucking cool. Yeah, that'd be neat. Yeah, like that kind of like cinematic action-y feel to it. I could be down with that game. They, a lot of Star Wars games do really well when they take risks with the franchise. Yeah, and it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't like the movies of Star Wars as much as I like the world of Star Wars. It's a cool world full of weird-ass stuff that the farther you get away from Jedi and Death Stars and... Imperial Stormtroopers, the better it gets, because it's like, man, this is like hot rod culture in space. That's pretty <laughs> yeah. cool. Yep. 
No, exactly. Yeah, it's like it's like on paper I should like Firefly. I don't for other reasons, but it's like that it's that weird technology time period where no one has rocket science degrees. They have mechanics. And it's like, oh yeah, you need a new blah blah blah. Yep. Just slop it out for that and you're good to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I that's weird. Like I've been playing a bunch like some of my favorite games from this year, like games that beat out Destiny 2. Or single player experiences like Horizon Zero Dawn, Near Automata, Persona Five. Did Uncharted Four come out this year or was that last year? Uh, I think it was this year. No, it was last year. Might have been last the new year. New one came out. It has to be last year because they're working on a new one for this year. No, the Chloe one came out this year. Okay. It was 2016 May. Yeah. Like exactly a year. Yeah, like the best. Not, ga- or it's a little more. Even Shadow of War, I kind of like more than Destiny 2. And Shadow <laughs> of War is not a good game. Like, but because it's like it's a self-contained thing. I- in many ways, I need self-contained things to fill the shitty times in Destiny 2. Where it's like, I don't feel like playing more of this this week. I'm going to go stab Orcs in the face. Yeah, I don't know where this whole thing of like eh, single player games aren't that great. I mean, we just went down the list of a few, and shit, they're all like good contending games. There's I some cool ass single player games this year that took some real cool risks. Yeah, I mean, I know you may not agree with it, uh, but like Legend of Zelda, I've never heard somebody say, "Eh, the single player part of Legend of Zelda is kind of played out." But that shit uh, needs is some multiplayer, some gritty, prestigeable multiplayer. Yeah, unlock prestige in that mode yeah. or something. Yeah. No. Um. You have that. You have like Cuphead, which just came out this year and is doing stupid well. Yeah. You know, like, I, and I think we had I, we had mentioned it before we actually jumped on, but like, you know, we, we had said that the whole reason they're kind of like, well, we're gonna move away from like single player games because it's a lot easier to profit from games where you can add transactions yeah, you're in it where it platform. doesn't. Feel. Yeah. So. Like and, and this is where it gets weird because like in concept, I'm super okay with this idea we're selling you a platform. Like in so many ways, it's what I've wanted for a long time. It's why I like Star Citizen, where it's like, here's a game. The definitions are fuzzy because like if you can kind of do it in the game, you can probably do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Grand Theft Auto that. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Online is kind of the same way, where it's like, A, I don't think GTA, I don't think Rockstar knew that game would blow up the way it did, multiplayer-wise. But two, the multiplayer for that is like, we're just throwing shit at the wall, and like people latch onto the cool stuff, and the dumb stuff falls by the wayside. Like, if you played that thing at launch, it was like, okay, this is dumb, and you would have no idea how it grew into what it currently is, and they sold you a platform, and like they're not going to make another Grand Theft Auto until that thing is tapped. Because that that, that that multiplayer is making them more money than I think any other game ever has, sadly. And it's so much cheaper to support. Mm-hmm. It's cool stuff, but... Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's how some of these business decisions are getting made, is how difficult is it to develop for this game. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I, I've read some stuff where kind of they talk about how... What's the right word for it? Like, it, maybe video games need to get more expensive again. And, like, to be fair, the fact that video games are only 60 bucks still is fucking nuts. 
Mm-hmm. We've been at sixty bucks for what? Almost two, almost like twenty years now, or something. That's twice the price of a Disney movie. Yeah, and many, many, many multiple times more content. Yeah. I used to jump back to last week, so I'm like, and it makes sense the loot box stuff and trying to find new ways of monetizing your content. Like, that all makes sense because, like, you're trying to cover the fact that, like, way more money goes into these games now and the cost, like, the cost of user hasn't gone up in a long ass time. Mm hmm. You gotta cover that cost somewhere, man. Mm hmm. I don't know. I. Let's rewind back to the main topic, though. I... <laughs> Visceral's gone. <laughs> Visceral is gone. I actually managed to look up a list of all the games they worked on. I'm going to pull some uh, winners off this list. Uh, their first game ever was a game called Future Cop, LAPD. But they, you might know them more from a variety of James Bond games. Um, a Lord of the Rings game in 2003. All the Dead Space games. A couple Simpsons games. Lots of so... stuff. Backing up with the things he's saying, they made one of the best Lord of the Rings games, which is the Return of the King yep. video game, which was amazing. Yeah. They made uh, James Bond 007 Everything or Nothing, which was a game I played a shit ton of when I was a kid. Um, And then, obviously, the Dead Space games, which are... I love Dead Space 1. I liked Dead Space 2. Dead Space 3 I own, but I've never gotten around to actually just playing the fuck. It's weird. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, they made Army of Two, The Devil's Cartel. The greatest co-op game ever. They did make that. <laughs> yes. It's terrible. I love it. They haven't released a game since 2015. Yeah, and I because in theory they've been working on the Star Wars game. Like If you look at the list of stuff they were doing, they went from basically a game every year, if not like two games a year, to like every two, then every three, and it tracks with, hey, games got hard. Mm-hmm. Well, also what they're making change. Like, their first games are like, a lot of Tiger Woods games yeah. and sports games. They made The Godfather. That game was only okay. It, yeah. Huh. They made a Sims game for the Wii, apparently. Yeah. There was a bunch of weird stuff like that out there. Yeah, yeah that's I always forget EA owns The Sims, technically. Not technically, mm-hmm. they do own The Sims. Yep. Yeah. Alright, so... Let's play a little game for a second. Uh, what do you guys think the future of single-player games is at this point? Uh, I don't think it's going away anywhere. I mean, single-player games pretty much do well. Like, in terms of, like... So you put in some work on a single-player game. The nice thing about it is you don't have to maintain it. So it's cost-effective for a developer, I would think. Maybe I just don't have that much insight into that, but I would think it's pretty, like, it's pretty much a slam dunk. You create a story, and then if you want to profit off it, you make a DLC, and then you're good to go. Well, but like, So for reference, remember, remember do, do, do you know what the last single-player game EA put out this year was? What was it? Mass Effect Andromeda. Well, it's not their well, it's their fault they shit on their game. Like you can't say, you know what, we made a shit product and nobody liked it. You know what? It's like that meme with uh, Skinner. Oh no, I can't be wrong. It's gotta be them. 
That's essentially what it did. You make a shit product and then people don't buy it. Don't think it's the people who are wrong. It's your shit product. No, I think that's... Like, they're not saying people are wrong in that case. They're just looking at, like... When that game failed, it failed hard. And there was no... Like, and to be fair, the multiplayer for that game, pretty well received, oddly enough. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I guess that, not in terms of people, but, like, if you make, like, hmm, let's see. What's a better example for me to use in this scenario? But, like, you can't design something and then it failed and then be like, you know what? This whole genre and this concept is terrible. It doesn't work. When clearly there's evidence that single-player games do well. I mean... We just fired down a couple games that are like oh, no, and, huge I, hits. I, I think I think you're missing what I'm saying. Is like I'm not saying they don't do well. I'm saying for a company like EA or Activision, there's more like, from a from a pure like they're businesses. Their their goal is to make money. They don't really care if you like their games after a certain point, so long as you give them money. And they have they both have cash cows like Madden, where it's like every year we put this out and every year we sell like seven million copies, guaranteed. Yeah. But, like, I guess my thing is, like, yeah, they don't have to make a game a game for you to like, but you have to make it likable enough that people want to buy it. Right, so what I'm that, saying is why bother taking risks at that point? Like, what, like, in a world where you have a bunch of the big publishers and developers going, yeah, no, we're just not going to gamble like that anymore, like, do single-player games just become indie games at that point? No, you, not at all. I think they just had a bad run with it, and they just, like, they're just trying to find a way to justify moving away from that, which doesn't make sense because there are other companies that make these kind of games and they do surprisingly well. So, I'm guessing that they ran into development cycle issues with this uh, Battlefield thing. Yeah. Or not Battlefield, with this... Um, Star Wars game. With this Star Wars thing because, like, there's nothing on this list that I'm looking at that Visceral did that's so like obviously justifies shutting down the studio hard line running into hard line was that that, that was the, that was real bad that was received okay. really poorly well that aside like shutting down a studio is a big decision like you don't do it over one bad game you do it over a string of bad games or you do it over something like you they you ran out of funds on something like um there's that story about that unfinished Superman game where the like, where like Warner Brothers pulled all the funds and the game never got finished and the devs kept trying to make it using personal funds and like ran out of money, like, it's shit like that happening behind the scenes where the studio gets defunded because their development cycle was way too ambitious or something, or they're realizing like, we are taking too long making this. Fuck it, we're just going to change course and shut down the studio. We can't, or you need to really be underwater before they decide they can't write the ship at all. Um, at least that's what I would think. Yeah. Like, you know the are the company Rare. Yeah. Like they made a string of pieces of fucking garbage. Like, was it Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts? That's actually an okay like, game. Ugh. But um, needless to say. Overwhelming financial failure. Did, and did it? I actually don't know on that one. I thought it was. Either way, basically, after making multiple things like that where Rare just misstepped continuously, 
that finally got the studio's direction changed and they got sold off to Microsoft. It wasn't just they made a bad game. They made a bunch of bad games. And, like, I'm not seeing anything on here, especially because Visceral didn't produce anything between, like, Hardline is the only thing they, re they produced between now and 2013. So in four years, they made one bad and game. And in theory, they've been working on... Uh... In theory, they've been working on um, Star Wars that Other. entire time. Yep. Let's say whatever they were doing must have they must have been doing such a terrible job of it for the execs to say kill the studio. Yeah. They must have been so far over their development time and taking up so much extra money than they should have. And of course, EA is not going to come out and say that. They're not going to slander the studio as they lay it to rest. Well, so and like let's do a quick let's, let's kind of add some more weird fuel to that fire. I looked up kind of EA game releases, and going back to 2015, the only games they've put out are Battlefield Hardline, Madden, FIFA, NBA, Need for Speed, Battlefront, Unravel, Battlefield 1, Titanfall 2, Mass Effect Andromeda, Madden, NBA Live, FIFA again, and Battlefront 2 is coming out soon. I mean, Battlefield 1 was probably a huge thing. Yeah, but again, that's, that is a multiplayer game that's kind of in that realm of the Destiny stuff. You can slide those microtransactions in. Yep. Um, they're probably trying to get involved in that paywall. <sighs> Sorry. No. Um, they're potentially trying to get involved in that pay model. Um, I think it's what they... They must have had a huge, ama amazing amount of what they were doing wasn't working. Um... And I guess if I can derail my own topic real quick, the uh, I don't think single-player games will ever go away so long as consoles don't go away. Um, especially so long as handheld consoles don't go away. Because handheld consoles don't really lend themselves well to like massive multiplayer online. And maybe we'll live in a super future where like the Nintendo DS has the best fucking single-player games because... There are people out there right now taking writing courses in college that are going to want to do something with that at some point. Like, no matter what, someone's going to want to tell stories using this medium. I don't know, I'm not saying there won't be a... I think it's more like... We, we as consumers of games rarely think about, like, where the money to make the games comes from. Yep. And, like, the reality is publishers help fund games, and... I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to be an immediate thing. I just wonder kind of if enough publishers say, nah, we're not going to do this kind of single player thing. Like, does it get shoved down to the indie level? Like, it's already kind of there in a weird way. Most AAA titles at this point are multiplayer games in some way or another. Hmm. I mean, like, a lot of the lists that we listed today of, like, things that came out this year, like, it's like a 50-50 split, I would say. Yeah, and I think this year is a good year. I think if you went back to, like, last year, though, like, this has been a especially good year for video games, I think. I mean, they did not release single-player games last year. Yeah, but also remember, like, the last, uh, the most recent God of War that came out had multiplayer built into it. Mm-hmm. It did? Uh, yeah, God of War Ascension, I think, had some, like, weird Avatar of the Gods multiplayer. It was... Yeah, not well received. I mean, oh. multiplayer being tacked onto a single player game isn't exactly a new. Concept. No, but I th neither does it uh, 
telling of the times on a single player game. Oh no, and I, part of me wonders if we're going back to that weird time period where it's like, hey, we put multiplayer in Bioshock 2. Why? Who is this for? I mean, I'm <laughs> fine with them doing that. Like, because you can go back to a whole bunch of games like the old, I used to play a whole bunch of like Agent Under Fire and Nightfire, like 007 games, like perfectly well functioning single player games. They had multiplayer. You weren't required to play it. Um, that said, that's probably a piss poor example because the multiplayer in those games was a ton of fun. Um, I'm fine with them tacking multiplayer onto games. I just don't want them to replace single player games. Yeah, I, um, I, I guess part of me wonders. Like, I'm not totally sure it's possible to just tack multiplayer on anymore. I mean, it depends on what the scope of the multiplayer is like can you shove an overwatch style game onto something easily yeah probably can you shove destiny onto it easily no i just don't want them ever to go back to when they started shoehorning co-op and everything yeah that was an unfortunate time and it's why we got resident evil 5 you've been oddly quiet on this one alex thoughts uh i don't know i think i, I was already kind of going off of my tangent about like the whole reasoning for it. Uh, I forgot where it was. I saw it somewhere online because I saw when this article was being published. That um, it, it, I don't know. It, it just kind of feels like it's one of those weird, like money grab situations, and they just want to try to focus on other stuff. Oh no, it totally like, is. Like, and that's why I'm saying it's business at that point. Like they're going yeah. after the money. Yeah, but I mean, like uh, maybe I read it incorrectly, but I feel like they were saying, well, you know, we want to kind of just do something different and. They didn't just flat out say, well, you know, we want to make it more about the money and do this kind of stuff. Well, sure, you uh, can't just given, say that right off the bat. No. But, I mean, given EA's history of the way they like to fuck things up, like, I don't know if you guys have heard some of the the grief with uh, Battlefront 2 right now. No? I, I just got loot box woes. Yeah, it's the loot box stuff. Like, loot box, oh, well, progression for your characters is actually directly hidden through loot boxes. So... Um, as opposed to like Overwatch, and I'll use Overwatch as an example. Um, Overwatch's stuff is purely cosmetic at that point. So all the loot box does is 100% cosmetic. Uh, Battlefront 2 is currently gating progression through loot boxes. So like the way your gear handles or certain equipment and weapons is directly hidden through the loot box system. So you have to either pay to win after you've bought like a $60, $70 game to even be like start performing at another level so uh i think it's just i don't know ea just tends to fuck things up and them going this route and somehow thinking that like their single player games aren't necessarily up to par you know it's not it's not the genre it's the management of that game so to speak so i just it's just a little sad because i think it's personally it's really hard to fuck up a star wars game and the fact that they cut it out while they were still working on that game, it was kind of surprising, to say the least. There had to be some real shit to go down the pipeline for them to be like, you know what, we're just going to go ahead and axis, even though we're, you know, we're currently riding the wave that is the Star Wars, uh, you know, frenzy. So, See, part of me almost wonders if they couldn't risk there being a bad Star Wars game because of Battlefront 2. Like, they have the Star Wars friend, they have the Star Wars license, that's fine. But, like, if Battlefront 2 comes out and it launches well, which I think it will, for better or worse, and then if, like, you released a bad or kind of mediocre Star Wars game after that, I'm not sure you poison the well, but 
you might disrupt some lucrative cash flow they were hoping for for the future. No, I think they've already poisoned the well with Battlefront 1. Because part of their advertising campaign was like, look how complete of a game this is as compared to Battlefront 1 at launch. See, that's when, just it. I think the fact they're leaning into how incomplete Battlefield 1 is will, will carry them far. Like, And also, like, think about how fucking thirsty people were, were for another Battlefront game. Yeah, oh no, I will appropriately admit I was thirsty as fuck. Because I ended up buying one of those games. So, like, it's not like... Uh, it, it's not like, you know, it, it's... I'm trying to find the right way to put this. It's... Give me a sec. Give me a sec. Okay. So, it, it's it's not like... They're... they're I lost my thought. I lost my thought. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Had, yeah. had it lost it. Yeah. Thought I, I thought I had it, but it's gone. But I guess I'll just kind of remember what the last thing I was saying was. Yeah, it's just, I, I personally think it's already poisoned, and maybe they're just realizing that it wasn't going to go anywhere, and I think they cut their losses. But also, I definitely think it's already poisoned. I think the last really successful EA-published Star Wars game, like, I mean, for playability, has to be Galaxy of Heroes. It's simple. It's, you know, they have their way of making money, and there's not a lot of complications with it. Yeah. But, like, yeah. I, just, I don't know. I, I, at least the fact that they're admitting that Battlefront 1 was such an incomplete shit of a game is kind of like, okay, well, let's see if they learn their lesson. And then you find out that progression is hidden through, or is being uh, gated through loot boxes that are random. So, I don't know. EA's like, well, maybe they learned their lesson. And then they just kind of shit on the bed again. So, Bad EA. Yeah. So maybe I guess it's to cut their losses, but I don't know. I just, it's so hard to fuck up a Star Wars game. Like, I just... And for the record, one of my favorite Star Wars... Or one of my favorite single-player games that happens to be a Star Wars game was Star Wars Bounty Hunter. You guys ever play that? That was the Django Fett game, right? Yeah, where you play as... Well, I don't think it was Django. Is it Django? Oh, yeah, it was Django. Yeah, oh. you play as Django Fett. It's a great fucking game. It's single-player. You know, you play as a fucking bounty hunter. You know, How many it, years ago was that? Like that was what, 2010? PS2. Oh wow. PlayStation 2. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great fucking game. If you haven't played that, I highly recommend it. Obviously it's PlayStation 2 now, so it, Yeah, it but I, I would also counter that with like that was on the PS2. If you had the option to play Destiny as it currently stands or that game, which would you have gone with? Well, I'd play Destiny. Because it's hard to compare it. Like it's like saying, well, would you rather play Goldeneye, or would you rather play Super Mario Brothers? Is neither an option? See? That's what I'm saying. Like, No, no, can I just not play either of them? Do I have to pick no, one of those two? No, you have to. You have to. Ah, Super Mario Brothers. Uh, so. But yeah, it, it's just, I don't know. I People were really hyped also about that one other Star Wars game that got canceled, the 1313, yeah, whatever that's, it was called. This, in theory, I think, maybe not in theory, but I think the general consensus was this game was taking over the void, that game left in theory. Yeah. And it would have done well. Like, I personally think if they had gone through with it and actually focused on creating a single-player story, like, because EA owns Bioware, am I right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if they were to take like actual elements of Bioware and not Mass Effect it the fuck up. Like, 
it would do well. You know, a Star Wars narrated story. Like, one of the things that's kind of interesting about the Old Republic, the Old Republic for an MMO plays a lot like a single-player game that's great. Yes. Like, that, the storytelling in the Old Republic is phenomenal. And they can just take that and put it into a game, like, just about the human side, you know, or it, it would be great. Like, that's probably why, um, what's it called? Uh, Rogue One did so fucking well. Didn't have really any Jedi's in it for the most part, but it just did really fucking well. So, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, still I, am... I think the only hole I can poke in the Knights of the Old Republic thing is that's a free-to-play game. They're still making money off it continually. Knights of the Old Republic? No, nah, the, the new one, whatever it's called. You mean uh, Galaxy Heroes? No, the, the MMO. Oh, the Old Republic. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're definitely making money off because the game still plays pretty decently. Yeah, no, but my Not point is like that. that's they're supporting that one still because the free to play stuff went over. Like they fixed the free to play, and they're still making money off of it though. Like it's but that thing then kind of falls in line with the game as a service thing. Yeah, although it's one of those weird. That's one of those weird free to play. Well, it's one of those subscription based MMOs that's disguised as a free to play game because a lot of your functionality for just playing the game is hidden behind. Oh, I know the subscription, which is. Interesting move, but only EA could come up with something as fucking petty as, hey, you know what? Uh, you're, the, the game is free, but you only get half the action bar. To unlock the full action bar, sub monthly. Like, only EA could come up with that level of evil genius kind of fucking gatekeeping for paying for the game. Like, just make it a fucking sub game. Like, it's, uh. Yeah. I feel as though we made Last- it. Go ahead. Feels we may have exhausted this topic thoroughly. Yeah, it's a lot like visceral. It's pretty much burned to the ground at this point. Man, that's sad. <laughs> that's I was... how you shut down a studio. You get the gasoline and matches. Yeah, that's the only way to do it. You gotta burn I mean, those the, pixels. The classiest studio shutdown has to be the ones, the guys who worked on Saints Row. Oh, um, oh, um, Volition. Volition, yeah. When they shut down, they just took a giant group photo with a giant purple dildo dick sword in front of the building, and that's like, well, you know, we had a good run. That was more they got sold, because Volition made um, Agents of Mayhem. Oh, did they? Oh, okay. Yes, that's why we all were kind of disappointed with Agents of Mayhem, because it's like, oh, it's another Saints Row game, and it's a bad one. Great. Uh, I don't know. Now it's shut I mean, down, or at least in the process of getting kind of gutted, but yes. Okay. Well, if they ever make a Saints Row, like, what? The last one was three, right? Uh, no, four. four. Yeah, I would play a Saints Row 5. Where do you go for Saints Row 5, though? Like, you've already done Superpowers, which drove me off. Really? I liked it. Oh, uh, that was the Superpowers were the worst thing they added to that game. I, you know, I, I well, just, I know we're going off topic from our original one, but I, I, I just want to add, like, that I think that game realized it's not going to be the next GTA and decided to take its own path and they just like you know what fuck it let's just have fun with no it. and and three did that and three was a way better game than four like hell two did that like where GTA started going left into serious town at Saints Row two they're like we need to make this shit dumb like like let's give you a let's give you a side mission where you're shooting shit with shit literally from a sewage truck. And it's a mission in the game. 
let, let, let's double down on the dumb. And like where they lost me was like, it's now a superhero game. And I'm like, no, I like the shooting mechanics in three. They were really cool. I don't think they were a uh, superhero game. I just kind of four had superpowers. Cool. Yeah, the superpowers thing was fun though. I I like it. Uh, I'm glad they did that. To be honest with you. Oh, I hated four. But we digress. Um, that does it for our main topic this week. Uh, we do have some email this week though. We have one. Woo-hoo. But if you Thank want, you. if you wanted to get in contact with us, so you could we could talk about it on the show or something like that. How would you go about doing that, Jeff? Oh, this one's really easy. So what you're going to do is you're going to make a horror movie. And your horror movie needs to feature Nicolas Cage. Um, Morgan Freeman can play a god character. Um, and Alex. Hey. Alex is your hero. You can't kill him. We need him for stuff. I was on board until Alex was a casting choice. Is Alex playing Alex or like is Alex playing someone else? Alex is playing Alex, okay, but it's board. Alex kidnapped into a horror movie. So even though I refuse to let you kill him because I still need him for stuff, you can still like you know make him pee himself, torment him, hang him upside down, tweak his nipples, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's all up to you. Is Alex aware he's in a horror movie and like spends half of the time going like, "Don't fucking do that. We're in a horror movie," and everyone's like, "No, we're not, you idiot." Oh God, no! It's all method acting. Ah. They kidnap him in the morning. And uh, he doesn't know until final take at the end of the day when lights go up. So it's like a real version of Blair Witch Project. Except mix it together a little bit with the movie Saw, where he actually has to kill another person, and then realizes that they were an actor afterward. Um, And then, after you make this, clearly it's going to be the best horror movie ever fucking made, and then I'll go see it in theaters, and you just have to put into the script somewhere that uh you want or what you want to be read on this podcast and then uh me or charlie will watch it alex won't tell us the day of when he comes back from this traumatic event he's in jail he killed Um, that guy oh yeah that's right he won't be able to tell us um and then uh it'll it'll probably get read on the read on this podcast also please do not steal or kidnap any of our co-hosts subtext don't actually do that i'll throw it out there you can try and Uh, kidnap me go for it (laughs) i'll fight you (laughs) Um, alternatively, you can reach us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's that email, Alex? Uh, wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Spelled as it sounds, down the show notes, etc., etc. We have one email this week. It's from someone named Kyle. What's up, Kyle? And it's sub- Hi, Kyle. Thank you for that. And its subject reads, <laughs> what is the worst fake Mexican food? Oh, ooh. Contents. It has been established that Alex has some dislike for Chipotle, and since I'm hoping he's freshly back from his Chipotle run this week, I was wondering if he could rank or something what he thinks the best and worst, quotations on both, fake Mexican food restaurants are. Uh, okay, so there seems to be some misconception that I hate Chipotle. I don't hate Chipotle. Chipotle is really fucking but it's not authentic. I, I, Mex- I think he gets that. He uses the word. He yeah. uses the phrase "fake Mexican food" several times in this email. I think he's very yeah. aware. It's like we we joke about you hating Chipotle, but your beef with it is the fact that like it's really kind of a weird 
rap restaurant, not yeah, say, actually I'm pretty Mexican sure Alex food. is on record on this podcast saying Chipotle is just a really good chicken wrap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, how would I rank them? Okay, so, uh, closest without actually being, I guess, legit authentic Mexican actually would have to be Chipotle. They make really good, like, food. It's solid. And if you get past the Ebola and all the other diseases you possibly get, it's not a bad place. So, with that being said, Taco Bell ranks up there as well, just because of the fact that, like, I know it's, like, super Americanized, but... These are all Americanized. Like, I'm waiting for well, Cordoba like to make this list. Which one? Say Cordoba? Cordoba Mo's. Oh, Cordoba's just fucking weird. <laughs> I don't even like Cordoba, to be honest with you. Not a fan of it. Their rice tastes fucking weird. You know why Cordoba um, exists, right? Why? Because at one point, McDonald's owned Chipotle, and to compete with that, Burger King created Cordoba. And then when uh, Chipotle separated from McDonald's, <laughs> Cordoba was <laughs> making... <coughs> excuse me. Was making money, so it just kind of hung around. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not a... Oh, sorry. Not a fan of, like, Cordoba, I guess. But, like... Then you have your like smaller chains, like uh, there's like a famous fish taco place somewhere in the OC. That's where it got- I, I think this email's aimed at like the Taco Bells and the Chipotles and the like. Oh, Baja Fresh. Uh, Baja Fresh is kind of a weird place. I think it's the same as Cadoba or whatever. It's kind of like we try to do really clean, like healthy Mexican food, but it's like no, like some Mexican food. You want to use lard for beans. That's just how we roll. They have the nacho burrito there, dude. They're not trying for health. <laughs> we put the nachos well, in the burrito. They obviously are not trying to keep healthy. <laughs> uh, I, like I said, I, I like Chipotle and Taco Bell. Taco Bell is like the tried and true of like old school fake Mexican food. You know? Do you guys have Moe's and Toro Loco out we in the We do Coast? have Moe's. I don't know if we have Toro Loco. Is it El Toro, Toro Loco? Loco? I've never seen. There's Toro Loco and Boloco. Boloco we don't have. That's a Boston thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, El Pollo Loco is actually not too bad. I don't like their chicken. Really? What about Pollos Camperos? I don't think I've ever eaten that one. That one's I actually can't not too bad. That. It's it's like the, it's like it's like Mexican KFC. See, that's what I would call. <laughs> uh, that's what I call a pollo, but yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, other than that, like, those are your tried and true. I mean, if you've got money, you know, you just got paid, that direct deposit just showed up, then go to Chipotle. Where, but... do, where does Jack in the Box's contribution to the Mexican food world rank in this list? Not at fucking <laughs> What about those Del Taco? Tacos, those two tacos for a buck are the best thing when it comes to, like, being hungover and you just need something in your stomach. Yes. But, like, I'm going to go review Mexican food at Jack in the Box is not something that should ever be uttered out of anyone's mouth. <laughs> not a thing. Stop it. <laughs> You've been to a Jack oh, yeah. in the Box yet, Jeff? No, I've never been to I a Jack I need to take you to one next time you're in LA so we can get the um, late night meal. Like, prove oh, that God. company knows stoners eat there. They know their clientele. Oh, yeah, They're no, not no, fucking they, around. I'm not sure if Taco we Bell. You need to convince them. your girlfriend to DD while you and I get drunk as shit and do this. She was there. There would be no convincing. She'd be okay with that. Jen, you were the best. <laughs> <laughs> so just to kind of give you an idea, uh, what he's telling you, 
Jack in the Box has an entire late night munchies menu that gets activated for a cheaper price at night. At 9 p.m. Like 9 p.m. is yeah. the cutoff. And so they have like things such as exploding cheesy chicken sandwich, where it's a chicken sandwich with mozzarella cheese sticks and gooey white sauce. Uh, a brunch burger, which is a cheeseburger with a fried egg and hash browns. That's not in the. That's, that's not in that. That's not in that meal. It's a separate item. That's a separate oh, item. Okay. I've had the uh, brunch burger. It's fine. Uh, the stacked grilled cheeseburger. That's which is a grilled cheeseburger on top of a cheese. Well, a, a, a che- was it a grilled cheese sandwich? It's a hamburger between a... two grilled cheeses instead of buns. Yeah. And then they even have like those side fries menus, though. I don't know if you've seen those yet. No, I haven't been to a Jack in the Box in a bit. They have things called Munchie Mashups. So, for example, uh, there's a Jack in the Box Hangry Chicken Hash. It's hash brown. Hash browns with chicken nuggets, Frank's Red Hot Sauce, and Ranch are all mashed up with hash browns and white cheese. There's the Wakey Bakey Hash. Yeah, this is part of their whole weird breakfast menu. They're like, hey, we're doing breakfast again. I'm like, you've always done breakfast, you fuckers. No, this is this is late night. Is it? Yes. So they have their Wakey Bakey Hash, which is egg, bacon, pepper jack cheese, mashed up with hash browns and white cheese sauce. Ugh. Yeah, like here, let me, allow me to, uh, I know the, 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 the cast and the, the public when they're watching or listening to this can't see it, but allow me to link you this. I'm a shit that they're offering. I'm a dude that consumed something called cheese soup over the weekend since last podcast. Even that sounds a little gross by my standards. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, so um what was it? Yeah, I guess like I said my tried and true are always gonna be Chipotle and, and Jack. You can't go wrong with Jack, they're your tried and true. Although fuck them for getting rid of raspberry iced tea. I loved the raspberry iced tea that Jack in the Box used to provide. And they got rid of it. So if you're out there, uh, Taco Bell. This is Taco Bell I said originally, right? Yeah. I, I don't Taco Bell. Um... And if you're out there, hit me up. I want to know why you got rid of your damn raspberry iced tea. It was good. Nobody likes this mango tea bullshit. So, yeah. <laughs> sure. I, that, that went some places I wasn't expecting it to. Yeah, you know what? I, I can't wait for the food cast because I'm gonna go on a on an Alex rants about McDonald's and them getting rid of orange high C and Taco Bell getting rid of raspberry iced tea. Both of those places just suck. Like that's that's the line item on them. Like, I'm sorry, we encapsulated everything they said at McDonald's last week when we talked about the fucking Rick and Morty people. Oh mm-hmm. God, that's just. I'll just handle so shit. No, th- that's what McDonald's is at this point though too. Like it's a desperate plea. To remain socially relevant as they start to slowly go into actual decline, like that's that's what's going on. Like that's what McDonald's is. Yeah. Well, it also doesn't help that their ice cream machine is always fucking broken. <laughs> you hear me, McDonald's? Your ice cream ice cream machine is always fucking broken. It's actually not. They just don't want to make you it. Well, fuck them. Next week's a food cast. I'm calling it now. You're not here <laughs> next week's week. Halloween. Oh, that's right. Never mind. You're not here. That's right. I'm not here. The week after the podcast. I don't know. I, 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 I wish we did an emergency topic that badly. <laughs> hey guys, it's me. It's uh, Jeff from episode 82. I'm back again to say that it uh, probably won't be the food cast. Probably won't be. Future <laughs> Jeff is <laughs> right. You. He's Thank wise you, beyond his days. 
<laughs> yeah, it's an extra 14 days over all of you that I had to accumulate nothing but knowledge and life experience. And, no and all that knowledge and life experience cast. was brought together here and now for this one specific purpose. Yep. <laughs> Gotta go now. Jeff's gonna kill me. Oh, God, the single. Hey, guys, I'm back again. Oh, hey, Jeff. Oh, this is a hacky episode. Yeah, so... Oh, well, I think two weeks from now we'll be talking about uh, Destiny anyway, so... I hope not. It's coming out on the PC next week! Yeah, I can't play it for time back in town, so I'm gonna be like... Maybe they'll implement character sharing by then. Yeah, maybe. I, I Actually, I won't even be here when it goes live, because it goes live on the 24th. Yep. So, I'll be out of town anyway, so... I'll be down a couple days, but I'm already stocking up on all my... Uh, rock stars. I'm dying on the inside, but man, I got fucking Ingrams for days. <laughs> Yo, I got rock star and Ingrams for days, bitches. You heard me. Yeah. Got that fruit punch flowing through my veins. Is it eating me from the inside out? Fucking yeah, it is. Do I feel like I'm swallowing battery acid every time I drink it? Possibly, but you know what? Give me them goddamn blue Ingrams. I'm ready, boys. Mm, yeah. Esports. <laughs> I may have had my personality altered since I escaped the shadow room. <laughs> Thank you for writing in, Kyle. I hope we answered your question. Thank you, Boy, Kyle. That, that went off on a fucking tangent. Uh, Thank you, Kyle. Us uh, tangent never. That about does it for this week. Um, content going is going up as relatively normal. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't expect any new uh, content until I'm back in LA to record stuff, so yeah. Hopefully we uh, have enough persona milk here. Yeah. Keep in mind though, we are still doing the uh the Destiny live streams every week. Yes. Uh on Tuesday. So yes. get ahead, chance to tune in. Uh if you you know if you notice that there wasn't done this one this week, it's because I kinda of fucked up and didn't change it to the right profile. So yeah. But uh yeah, so I'll get that to Charlie and we'll get that uploaded. Yep. And so every week, Tuesdays, is the plan to stream some uh, some Destiny 2. Yeah, we'll go ahead it and... seems to be the nightfall for the time being, because it's content, and it changes yeah. on a weekly basis, unlike everything fucking else. Yeah, pretty much. So, at least unless until the next faction rally, so the emos can win again. Yeah. I fucking just called people out now whenever I play, oh, I do it, and you're the fucking problem. We could have yeah. had cool-ass oh, was... guns, but no, you had to be an edgelord, you motherfucker. That was great. You need uh, your black shader. Great! Right? Uh, that was great. I'm so glad you called that guy out. That was but, uh, yeah. Wait, so, uh, In a game <laughs> devoid of good guns, people chose to paint their armor black over potentially really good guns. Mm-hmm. Like, Fashion over function, Charlie. I, Come on now. I want that pulse rifle. I'm bitter still. That pulse rifle looks really good. I know. But, uh, yeah. So, check it out. We'll be doing weekly streams for uh, Destiny yeah. on the YouTube channel, on Twitch. Uh, you know, Obviously, we'll have links for it. Yeah. Don't forget to also check out the Discord. We've got that up and running. It exists. Yes. So, uh, I think we'll have a link in the description for the podcast as well. Yep. Uh, let's see. Any other events you guys got stuff going on that we should be aware of? I'm in upstate New York for three more weeks, or two more weeks when this goes up in theory, so I don't know. So what you're saying is it's up in the air right now. 
Me and Jeff are gonna go to a metal concert in the near future. Maybe we'll do a live radio show from that. Ah. We'll do another Mixler yeah, show. Yeah, fucking driving in a car. <laughs> Woo! Well, I guess I'll pimp out my thing at this time, but um, I'm actually getting ready for the big 24-hour marathon that's yes. happening next month for Extra Life. Uh, yes. You guys don't know, I actually, uh, Extra Life is the reason I met Charlie. Yep. So, uh, we, we met through and that. consequently, me. Yes. That's right. That's how I met Jeff as well. Not exactly through Extra Life, but, you know, by proxy it works. So, uh, yeah. So, I'm getting ready for that big 24-hour event, which is coming up uh, on the 4th of November. Yeah. It's going to bleed right into the 5th, which makes it a 25-hour marathon, because that's also the day that the time... Why the fuck do they schedule that like that every goddamn year? It's not even just that. You do realize that the Extra Life event happens during BlizzCon. Yeah. And it's happened for the last three years. Yeah, I, I don't get it. Go a little further into November. No one's going to fault you. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's just my personal grief. I'm actually going to talk to Lou about that at some point. Because I happen to know the guy who's the program manager for Extra Life now. And so I'll be like, hey, dude, can we just get a year that's not on BlizzCon? Because it's really hard to choose every fucking year. So. The correct answer is BlizzCon. <sighs> I really like doing the Extra Life. Oh, no. I, that, that, that was meant more as a joke. Yeah. I, if you look to do some charity, if you feel like the world could use some more good in it or something like that, go donate to Alex's Extra Life stream. Yep. Uh, I'll give Charlie the link. Maybe we can add the link to my Extra Life yes. page on the description. Yeah, we can definitely so, do that. Yeah, so we can get that done. If you'd like to donate to charity, I'll give you a shout-out during the stream on the 24-hour marathon and read something out as long as, you know, yeah, we will friendly be for a children's or, charity stream. We will host <laughs> that or something so you can watch it on the YouTube channel. Yeah. So uh, definitely check it out. Again, it's November 4th. Uh, I also stream throughout the week on my own channel. Uh, Tuesday is obviously very specific for something with the studios. But I do other stuff throughout the week. So maybe online across the board, my social medias. Uh, but yeah, I don't think we have anything else. Uh, unless we're planning an end of the year event that I don't know about yet. Game of the year will happen this year. Yeah, I got to miss out on last year's yeah. uh, game of the year. I'm also... I'm also we're, you know, wondering where we're gonna, you know, get the dick. That hasn't happened yet either. As I, that's how we had an extra life. I think you have to play a Nidhog to end extra life. Yeah, I'd be down. That's his tradition. I, I, yeah, I can probably figure it out how to do that at the event. Yeah, just convince people to do Nidhog too. Or yeah, something. that's I that already. is the correct thing. That 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 Nidhog is the correct end to a charity stream because you're tired, you're angry, and yelling "get the dick" makes it way more fun. <laughs> and the enthusiasm you have after being awake for 25 hours makes you say get the dick with a little more passion than maybe you should. A little more fervor, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that's it for me as far as that stuff goes. You guys have anything else you want to throw out there? No. No? I think I'm good. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Who's going to sign us out before I disappear back to the Shadow Realm for next week? I mean, you're the one who hasn't been here. All right, well, that being said, give him a medal.